Sometimes it feels like the sun will never rise, like the birds will never sing again. Believe That's right. When you don't know what to do, just keep on breathing from the City of Angels in Los Angeles and from the, well, I was going to say, and from the Big Apple in New York City, but we're not doing that. (laughs) And from, where do you live, Carletta? Stevenson Ranch, California. And from Santa Clarita Valley. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to all my listeners out there in Radio Land. I am Dave, the Caregiver's Caregiver at caregiverdave.com, normally with my Lovely co-host, Adrian Gruberg, but she has to take a leave of absence because she has just too many doctor appointments. Mm-hmm. And it's so sad when you get to that point in life that uh, all you do is manage doctor appointments. Mm-hmm. So we wish her well. But Carletta Cole has decided to try out her luck at being a co-host, and I think she'll do a very good job. And she is at caregiversafeplace.com. If any of you want to look her up, she's amazing. And we're also coming to you live and on demand 24-7 on numerous syndicated radio and podcast networks like iHeartRadio, iTunes, YouTube, Spreaker, SoundCloud, Vimeo, Stitcher, and the list goes on and on. And we are proud to be voted number one caregiver podcast of the top 50 on Player FM and number two caregiver podcast on Feedspot out of the top 60 and number two on CaringVillage.com. And we have an especially exciting show planned for you today, don't we, Carletta? Yes, we do. See? We do. <laughs> Vita Euler is a rehabilitation counselor, MS, who helps people get back on their feet after illness, injury, and more. She's a counselor to not only her patients, but to their families as well. She has emphasis in dealing with chronic pain. She's the author in uh, of the upcoming book, Got Pain? Now What? Great title. <laughs> but before we get started, I do want to take this moment and thank my last week's guest, Karen Owak author of I've Got Some Good News and Some Bad News, You're Old, (laughs) Tales of a Geriatrician, and What to Expect in Your 60s, 70s, 80s, and Beyond. Uh, Actually, that was Dr. Bernstein. I don't know where I got that name from. He's a highly respected, award-winning physician, board certified in internal medicine and geriatric. Dr. Bernstein is a graduate of Albany Medical College and is an associate clinical professor at the University of South Florida College of Medicine. Karen Owak was on before her last week, before him last week, and they were both gerontologists, so isn't that a coincidence? Wow. They were both great guests, and just to remind you, you can watch or listen to those interviews and all our interviews, including this one, on our membership website, caregiverdave.com, or any of our other 26 global networks that I tried to mention earlier. Okay, enough of that. Vita, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. We are so happy to have you on the Caregiver Dave show. And I always like to ask my guests just who is Vita Euler and why was she placed on this earth? (laughs) (laughs) Good question. (laughs) Well, Vita Euler, she's a a person that loves people and I uh, love helping people. So I guess I was placed on this earth so that I can help others. And uh, uh, 
you know, I, I love life and, uh, uh, and I want others to love life too. Oh. Well, that's good enough. Uh, now, normally you sound like you would be an occupational therapist, but you're a rehabilitation uh, counselor. So what's the difference? Well, occup- occupational deals primarily with uh, things around, let's say, around your home. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you needed uh, something to, you know, maybe cook or something, an occupational therapist will help you achieve those goals. A rehabilitation counselor kind of like oversees everything. Mm-hmm. And so we, we work with the occupational therapist. We do the counseling. We work with the doctors. Um, and of and course, the physical therapist and the speech therapist. And everybody. All yeah. It, it, we kind of like make sure everything is going smoothly. And does every patient have one? A rehab counselor? Yeah. No. Because I don't remember having one when my wife was in this hospital mm-hmm. in 1996. That yeah. would have been nice. <laughs> that would have been nice. Not everybody gets a rehab counselor. And why not? Who gets them and who doesn't? I think you have, to, well, from what I know, you you request it. And uh, if, you know, a lot of times what happens if a person, let's say, has a stroke mm-hmm. um, and they end up going to their doctor, a lot of times the social workers will take over. Mm. And that was my workers. next question. Hmm? That was my next question to find out where uh, the patient or uh, the caregiver would reach out, to, who they reach out to in the hospitals to uh, obtain that. Well, primarily with their doctor. But if you're in the hospital, you're going to have social workers. And <clears throat> there was a there was once a. <laughs> a conflict between the social worker and the rehab counselor. We were more, um, I guess you could say, devoted to the rehab of the person. Social worker looks at everything. We're more counseling, and they're more everything. Um, I remember somebody in charge that they, I forget their title, but it had the word insurance in it. They yeah. were that they even might have worked for the insurance company mm-hmm. to just make sure that everything was good. Now, is that totally something different also? Um, a lot of times it, through insurance companies, rehab counselors will uh help people like if they get a workers' comp claim. Yeah. And um they will be assigned a rehabilitation counselor. Now they, are, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, Carla. What were you going to say? Are you in? Um, as are you in? Um, what do you call that? The facilities uh, besides the, uh, hospitals and everything like that. Are you in like rehab facilities? Oh, yeah. or, uh, oh, yeah. Are you considered a specialty? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah okay. it's a specialty. Um, okay. Yeah, rehab counseling, and uh, I actually got into it because I was hurt. And I was assigned a rehab counselor, and I thought, wow, this is really a good way to help others, you know. Um, what was uh, the extent of your injuries, and did you have chronic pain? Oh, gosh, yeah. I uh, <laughs> Mine was just a little 
trivial type injury. I I stepped on a rock when I was run, when I was running, and from that I, I uh, developed uh, a condition known as reflex sympathetic dystrophy. While it was casted because I had a cast put on my foot, and it was a journey of what is reflex sympathetic dystrophy and how am I going to get any help? Because, you know, I, I need to get going here. And, um, but I ended up uh, losing my leg after a few oh years. Oh, wow. And, From yeah. a little rock. How, how, how little was the rock? A little rock. Little rock. I was going to ask, was that, um, did thing. it bother your neuro- neurological uh, system? Because you know you have those nerves in the in the bottom of your foot, so I'm yeah. assuming that that is what it triggered. It triggered, yeah. And the thing is, they don't know what causes reflex sympathetic dystrophy. Wow. They don't know. There's no cure for it. And people that come down with it, um, it's usually after some kind of traumatic event. Um, mine was. Uh, Stepping on a rock. There's other people that um, ha- I I worked with that uh, came down with reflex sympathetic dystrophy from a dental surgery or um, uh, carpal tunnels. Carpal wow. tunnel syndrome. Carpal tunnel. Uh huh. Yeah, um, just minor things. Which, by the way, I also developed carpal tunnel, and I developed the RSD in my hands. That's why they're kind of red they're not going to amputate those are they no i freaked <laughs> wow no wow. i i've been uh i've been pretty good at um knowing what to do now for my reflex sympathetic dystrophy and and, and it's uh, funny because a number of those things you you mentioned are uh due to neurological uh yes disorders so yeah. i'm wondering if it is from um the neurological system that uh it makes you um have to go through those things um because of the the yeah. uh, pressure pressure yeah. of the system yeah it, it, there's a possibility cuz what reflex sympathetic d- dystrophy does is it affects the nerves mm-hmm. and uh that's why i had sympathectomies and all kinds of wonderful things and you know around the spine to alleviate the um the pain and and the condition but it also affects your blood uh your circulation the muscles the bones it it affects everything so you know i had a pinched nerve in my back um for several years and it i don't know if it was chronic pain but it seemed like it hurt all the time Mm. and uh, i couldn't even walk sometimes i was uh using my wife's power wheelchair I couldn't stand for more than five minutes, couldn't walk for more than five minutes. And uh, I was just so, I don't want to say depressed, but but frustrated that this yeah. pain would never go away. I mean, I, I gave up marijuana like 40 years ago, and mm-hmm. someone kept asking me, oh, have you tried medical marijuana? Have you tried? Because it was hard to sleep. And mm-hmm. I says, after the 10th person asked me, I says, maybe I should, you know, and I've got <laughs> these gummy things. And... Um, it certainly helped me sleep, but uh, it brought back a lot of memories that I didn't want. So I, 
I uh, gave them up. <laughs> but <laughs> I remember just telling people, yeah, I'm on the fast track. I'm getting ready to go see Jesus, you know, because <laughs> this, this life is just too painful for me here. And, <laughs> I know. and now I, I don't know. do that anymore because, you know, the pain is gone. And it's amazing what chronic pain can do to your psyche. Oh, yeah. So how do we how do we deal with chronic pain? I mean, besides suicide, oh. for God well, forbid. You, that, that was my thing. You know, it was like uh, after these treatments, first you want a, you're doing everything you can to get well, and you're working with your doctors, and you know, and then finally they tell you there's nothing we can do for you. Oh, you're just oh, gonna oh, have oh, to learn oh, how to live with the pain, and it's with, just with like drugs. So do they suggest like, drugs? Yeah, I mean, you know, you're on opioids, and and then I felt like I was a zombie, and yeah. And I uh, can't think, uh, you know, that was not a life for me. So uh, for me, it was, okay, I need to, Vita, you need to take control of your life now. In spite of that pain, you've got to, you know, you've got to move on and you've got to find other ways to right. live. And that's that's how I ended up um, uh Getting better, not getting better. I still have the pain. I still, I mean, I'm not going to say it goes away. What level? You can control it. Sometimes I'm at an eight. Wow. Sometimes I'm at a five. Sometimes. And it's, do I'm you think it's three. mental? Huh? Do you think Do you think that it's mental? Because I know a lot of us, they say uh, meditation and, and yoga and those things that yes. um, it, it calms us and it, it it makes us focus on other things like breathing and all those things. Yes. Yeah, it does. It does. It's uh, pain. You know, a lot of times a person doesn't want to hear from their doctor that, Oh, it's all in your head. What do you mean? It's in my head. <laughs> uh, but, but things that do help are here, you know, that you can focus on other things. Exactly. To, you know, to get better or to let that pain go away. Um, I, for instance, you know, I, I focused, uh, well, firstly, I started making my little list. My, what were my goals going to be? Okay. I got pain. What am I going to do? Um, I started making little lists on, you know, get on with my life, uh, and how I was going to do that. And, um, so I, I was making goals, just little daily goal, and then a weekly goal, and then a monthly goal, and you know, and it just progressed. Are you um, married or have children uh, in your household? I was unable to have children um, because of the, re the reflex sympathetic dystrophy. In fact, I unfortunately oh. I had a miscarriage, um, and and that left Sorry. that was devastating for both Tom and I. Yeah. Um, so I mean, I I lost on that part of it. Um, and but, how did all this affect your marriage? My marriage remained really strong. And yeah. He, yeah. he was my caregiver in the sense where I wanted to do things myself, but he was always there, you know, behind behind me and yeah. and uh, helping as any, me. As any occupational therapist will tell you, uh, teach your patient to do things for themselves otherwise you'll create an invalid and i assume you had a right. healthy attitude like that right and oh, he did yeah. too yeah well the thing is with like with tom it was he was uh my strength uh he gave me uh oh a 
courage in a way. He just gave me that, you could do it, you can do it, and I'm going to love you in spite of. And, um, so you know, so for me it was that. He recently uh, passed away. So oh, I, no. God. Yeah, so I lost, I lost that so and he was a good guy. So many um, would uh, divorce their spouse, say, hey, I didn't sign up for this. You know, so you got a good man there. And then you go ahead yeah, and, and lose him. That is so tragic. How yeah. do you handle all this tragedy? <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's There's been, there's been a, quite a few um, things happening in, in in my life. And, you know, but I'm the kind of person where, I look at things, and and uh, even I was Tom's caregiver too. Mm. Wow! Um, but I look at things, and I go, "Well, things are, you know, not not always sh- shiny and rosy and whatever." But I I need to continue and do do good. But and the only you know, way you're, I do that, you're, I'm sorry for interrupting, but you it sounds like you're. You're following a very basic formula for success, and that is take your mind off yourself and start helping others. Yes. And that's what you're doing. And that's right. what does that help the pain like oh, gosh. go away or not feel yes. it? Or? Well, yeah, because again, you know, my pain might be painful and everything, but then I'm helping someone else. Exactly. And, and, I, exactly. and I'm. Yeah, I'm refocusing again on something different than me. Right. Um, and that you know. actually, that mental, um, when you focus on uh, helping other people, is actually therapy. Uh, therapy. Yeah. And I think that um, we as people, we need to recognize that and give, give credit what credit is due. Helping other people actually helps yourself because you then feel the love and you're able yeah. to give the love in order for you to feel better, especially for givers like us, we're we're actual natural born caregivers. Yeah. So because yeah. of that, our mental is pleased when we're able to give to others and make them feel good and make them smile. Yes. Yeah. And and it doesn't take much either. I mean, I have a family member who was a recovering drug addict who was anorexic. I mean, she had everything wrong with her and suicidal. And this little stray cat was was you know out in the street, and she brought it home, and it was sick, and she nurtured it back. And she says that if it wasn't for this cat, I'd be dead because every morning I wake up and I says, "No, I got to feed the cat. I got to give the cat his medicine." And and uh, it, it doesn't take much. Just no. take your eyes off yourself. That's right. I you know for me, <laughs> I have cats <laughs> too, and and I just love yeah. these little guys, and they keep me occupied you know someone might say gee vita you got a couple crafts here um, yeah they yeah. don't care about your pain do they <laughs> they no. just want to get fed no and i <laughs> you know and i care about them and and it's just like your friend you just uh you look out for for them and all of a sudden your pain if my pain's a, a nine or an eight right now uh I will look at the, you know, Moses. I got a cat named Moses. <laughs> <laughs> and if Moses is, you know, needing my care. Don't uh, forget about your own problems. Yeah. yeah I go, hey, let's go. Let's do what we got to do. You know. Uh, so. Is it possible to 
I mean, I always tell people, uh, you know, when they tell me, you're so positive, you're always making jokes. And I says, well, if I don't cry, if I don't laugh, I'm going to cry. So yeah. how important is is laughter oh, in God. taking the place of crying? Mm, laughter. <laughs> laughter is really good. You know, it releases your endorphin. So yeah. Does the body even know the difference between laughing and crying? Isn't it very oh, close yeah. emotion? Yeah, it knows the emotions. Yes. And for me, laughter, you know, if you smile, it's going to be hard to <laughs> cry. <laughs> you know, so, um, so I try and always keep, a, you know, keep a smile. And if I see myself going frowning or, you know, grimacing or whatever, I, I go, oh, wait, 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 not. Think of something <laughs> funny. Think of, you know, I even do that with my face sometimes. Push it up, push it up. And, you know, then I, I'm doing okay, you know. But I, I, I find that even watching my cats or watching something outside, you know, you find things to, to smile about. Even your pain, I go, well, even my pain, my goodness. I I was thrown just recently um, from my wheelchair, <laughs> six feet into the air, landed on, on the uh, cement. It was in a parking lot. Oh, wow. I'm laughing about it. Well, you know, the thing is I had two men, one guy pulling me on one arm and the other man pulling me on the other arm. They're going, come on, let's, let's get you to your wheelchair. Cause my wheelchair stayed behind wow. and uh, it just went. And um, as that happened, you know, I'm just going, well, you know, I'm sorry, but I don't have a leg. I can't really walk. And then they went, Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realize she did. <laughs> well, you don't have anything there. So it's about this time that I would normally yell at my wife. I said, were you wearing your seatbelt? Hello. <laughs> That's how she fell out of her chair and broke her ankle because she went off of a curb. So well, I probably rather be thrown from the from the wheelchair than the wheelchair to tip over on top of me. So maybe well, that is a slight safer. possibility. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but you got to figure what's the worst of the two evils. Right. <laughs> but, you know, the, the, my point was I instead of I even there was even a city councilman that saw the whole thing. And and he goes, are you OK? Are you all right? And I'm, I'm not. And I'm not. First, I was shocked. And then, you know, I, I found I found it to be funny. I mean, <laughs> and they even laughed. And oh. then you went to the hospital. <laughs> I go, come on, let's all laugh. You know, it's good. <laughs> I hope you went to the hospital for a checkup, over, at least. But, <laughs> but laughter. Movies. Good old old movies. You know, watching some good old movies. Taking breaks from the stress that we have every day. Yes. Yeah. Find find something funny to yes. to to well, look we're, at. We're and, running out of time, so I want oh, to get get to um, support groups. <laughs> yes. So, well, uh, tell me the importance of support groups. Support groups very important. Um, when I if you ha if you're the patient and you have chronic pain, I started support groups for RSD, <laughs> and um, 
it was very therapeutic because you hear what the other person's saying or what exactly. they're going through. And um, I think support groups are really a major part of getting better. How does it help hearing that the next guy uh, has a pain greater than yours or maybe not as great as yours? And uh, someone else chimes in and says, well, you know, have you tried this or have you tried that? Um, it's it's helpful, I'm assuming. No, it is helpful because what you're doing is you're sharing. When yes. you're supporting sharing the pain. <laughs> yeah. So you're talking about pain and you go, well, mine's a 20 and mine's a mine's a one, you know, uh, oh, 10 is the most that they can <laughs> do on. But, of course. Uh, but, you know, it, you tend to you empathize or really sympathize with that person and mm-hmm. that person is releasing how they feel you know, their pain level. And then the guy that's got number one, you know, one level, and he's bring maybe suggesting, well, what I do, I started eating natural foods. Mm-hmm. I started avoiding, um, mm. uh, you know, uh, Inflam- foods that have inflammation. Or- inflammation. Yeah, yeah, like red meat and stuff. It causes a lot, mm-hmm. a lot of it can cause inflammation. So you're, you know, you're sharing. And I think support groups, if if you can go to, uh, I, I guess, anybody here with doctors and, and, and find support groups. But it's important, I think, to reach out and get in a group. And, and they also have support groups for the families, yeah. too. And that's Caregiver really support, important yeah. because it's another release for that yeah. person that um, is the caregiver. Yes. So tell us what you want people to get out of your new book, which is called You're Sick, Now uh, What? Got got Pain. Now what? (laughs) Got milk. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, Navigating Through Pain. And basically what the book is going to be about or is about when it comes out um, in April. Um, But it's going to show how you can learn to live with the pain, mm. um, the steps you can take, um, things that you can do. You talked about, um, you know, meditation and, you know, s- certain uh, mind mindfulness, prayer, because that's a form of meditation. Yes. Um, eating, eating foods that probably aren't, don't have a lot of, well, I'm saying that. But, yeah, and then and, and trying to avoid a lot of processed foods, yes. um, you know, if you can, and the red meats, and I, I just address all that in in the book so that a person could, you know, see that there is hope. You know, there's hope. I mean, I I don't, um, I don't just don't like to leave a person out there with chronic pain, um. And 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 sure. just leave them isolated because that's how what happens. You're so isolated, and you become negative, and you become yeah. angry, and and a lot of it is is more so too. You have to make sure that you're feeling the love because a lot of it is if yeah. someone loves on you, and you know 
it makes your pain go away faster because you for, you forget you know when you're when you're sitting and you're dormant mm -hmm. and you're you're waddling in your misery <laughs> you <Right>? can't <laughs> you right. can't feel the love so it's more so like oh poor me yeah. But if yeah. you have someone that's there encouraging you, you can do it. You you can you can push through this pain. You know, mm -hmm. you look lovely today. You forget all about your pain because someone told you you look lovely. Your hair is beautiful. Like yes. um, Dave that always tell me my hair looks beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, <laughs> Every single beautiful. time he sees me. <laughs> well, you're a hairdresser. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, there's, it's, there's it's three very, hairdressers very in my family. I, I, I'm very aware of hair. <laughs> no, but, but Listen, it's, I, I can't believe how fast our time has gone today. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Vita. How can oh, people get a hold of you if they want to learn more about the book or just pick your yeah. brain about pain? Uh, well, they can get a hold of me. Um, I've got Navigating Through Pain. Hmm. Um, That's uh, another book? No, it's it's actually my website. Um, oh, okay, um, navigatingthroughpain.com. Navigatingthroughpain.com. Okay. And then also I have the email at navigating through pain at gmail. All right. com. And, um, you know, hopefully I'd be able to help people out. Oh, and Facebook under Vita Euler chronic pain. Awesome. Carletta, you're new on our show. How do people get a hold of you and what, what, uh, is your deal? You got two now you, you got can one get minute. Get a hold of me at uh, caregiversafeplace.com or on Facebook, caregiversafeplace. On Instagram, you can uh, get a hold of me, caregiversafeplace, or CCCOLE30 on Instagram. Yes, and Carletta uh, helps uh, caregivers um, have a caregiver so they can go on a vacation and i help caregivers go on vacation so <sighs> it seemed like we should be doing things together so we're going to try and and discuss what exactly what form that'll take so yes. uh thank you everybody for um tuning oh, in like you, you do thank and you. remember all our shows are uh recorded pod and video cast on all your favorite platforms and remember my newly released book secrets from the hammock uncommon wisdom for uncommon times changing lives all over the world and my Facebook page, uh, 34,000 followers, Caregiver Dave. And if you click the like or follow button on whatever platform you're watching or listening to this interview, it helps us reach even more caregivers. So thank you again for helping us be number one caregiver. And we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Hey, everybody. It's Caregiver Dave here. Caregiverdave.com. In beautiful Acapulco. Been here with Charlene for three wonderful weeks, learning how to care for caregivers, putting on my own event to have caregivers come here in this beautiful Acapulco Villa to rest, to relax, to recharge their batteries, to get some training for me, Caregiver Dave. And there's no substitute for getting away from your loved one's duties and responsibilities. Thank you. Over there? Uh, okay, over there. Over there. Gee, come you. on. The food is amazing. The staff are at your beck and call. The rooms are wonderful. The pool is great. The view is great. I mean, what's not to love? And... Yeah. 
See the view? Uh, no, just carbonated water. Thank you. I mean, this is every caregiver's dream to get away <laughs> for a week. Seven wonderful, glorious days. And to be with other caregivers and to share their stories, to share their burdens, to share the, what they've learned, to network with each other. It's almost like a therapy group. <laughs> and I have been wanting to do something tangible for caregivers, but it costs money. <laughs> but I've managed to find a beautiful villa down here, owned by my mentor. And he's making it possible for me to bring 12, 14 caregivers up here for $3,995. I know that's a lot of money, and a lot of people say, I don't have that money. But you know what? You might have siblings, you might have parents, you might have children who do have that money. And they might feel very guilty that they can't help you because you have the burden of caring for this loved one. You were the chosen one for whatever reason, <laughs> because you have the compassion and the empathy and they don't, or you're geographically close to them and they're not. What a gift. I call it the gift of life because 30% of caregivers die before their loved ones do. And so these loved ones of the caregiver, not the ones they're caring for, but the relatives, the siblings, the parents, the the friends, the people with money, people who are doing very well, the attorneys, the doctors. There are caregivers everywhere across us all geographic boundaries, across us all eco economic boundaries, across us all racial boundaries, across us all celebrity boundaries. And we want those people to send you on a vacation and to care for your loved one or pay for the ones to care for the loved one and obviously pay for your vacation. So I'm offering this and the next one is going to be in May and believe me, it's the gift of life. Just imagine what it's like being in paradise for seven days, waking up at noon <laughs> to a beautiful breakfast, a beautiful lunch, beautiful dinner. This is gourmet food. I've never tasted food like this in five-star restaurants. They have a, a live-in chef, and and uh, I, uh, I can't say enough for the service, for the food, for the quality, for the six-star service. And this is what every caregiver needs. And don't let money stop you from doing this, because you might not have the money, but you know somebody who does, somebody who should be participating in the care of your loved one but for whatever reason they can't. And they can participate financially to save your life. Because let's face it, if you die or become hospitalized and need a caregiver of your own, then those people are going to be forced to either care for that loved one or God forbid, put them in a nursing home and nine out of 10 of them, I wouldn't put my cat in. So if you are in a position to do this for your loved one, contact me caregiverdave.com. God bless you and think about it. Sometimes it feels 
Like the sun will never rise, like the birds will never sing.、Oh.